0: Well, let me bring us in, everybody. Welcome to the X Five Podcast. We have got a room full of people today. We have a legendary stand-up comic. The legend. Been, I mean, he's been doing stand-up since Nom. It maybe even before.
1: I, 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 I've been doing stand-up back when you people couldn't stand. We weren't yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. even up. All right. Please
0: welcome to the show Mr. Killer Bees. Killer Bees, baby. All right. Oh
1: my gosh, he's my favorite. I love him. Ooh, he's so good looking. Look at him. Uh, oh.
0: Watch him roll, baby. Our buddy Cassio was telling us what a g- great guest you were.
1: Cassio's great. He's yeah. he's done real well. He's a good kid. You so done got well. a
0: punch drunk yesterday, he said. on
1: the Oh, f- oh my gosh, we were we were sampling the oh. Killer Bee's Appalachian Ambrosia Moonshine on the air against our better judgment.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Y'all did that on radio? Yeah. Wow, hey. Radio? Yeah, live. I, was, they, radio. I was listening.
3: <coughs> they were doing it on the radio, and they got, he got Cassia so drunk that he was actually slurring in the text messages that he was sending. Oh, my God.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he had palsy in his thumb.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
1: so they were a lot of fun. So anyway, uh, I uh, this is the last stop of a two-week leg of the tour. We started out in Benton, Kentucky at the Kentucky Opry. I had no idea there was such a thing. So we did that last Friday. Then on wow. Saturday, we did the Capitol Theater in Bowling Green, okay. Kentucky. Only the big
0: cities for bees, all yeah,
1: right? Yeah. And then, oh, it gets better. And then this past Tuesday, I did the Grand Ole Opry in Nashville. Wow. My, nice. uh, my 16th appearance.
3: Wow, the whole right? thing,
1: and there was, and I, I've been in showbiz a long time, and in the Nashville area That's a long time, huge. and back in old timey days, they would not hire me on The Grand Ole Opry because my stage act back then was a blue act, and they said, Man, well you know we're afraid if our people see you at the Opry, then go to your show at Zany's. They'll be if it's a anyway. So, I almost right. put out an album entitled Band from the Grand Ole Opry,
4: <laughs> <laughs>
1: but I didn't. And now, in retrospect, they've, right. they've decided they love me, and so they're. I'm, Pretty much a regular now, so I'm right. glad that I didn't do the uh, band from the <laughs> yeah. Grand Ole Opry album. Is it still exciting to you to play <laughs> that room? <laughs> it is, but it, here's the here's one of the weird dynamics, man, is that my first few times in there, I'm like, wow, the Grand Ole Opry. I'm backstage, I'm seeing all the memorabilia, I'm where all these star stars have been. But now, <clears throat> 16 episodes, <clears throat> excuse me, appearances into it. And it feels weird to me to say this but I'm kind of used to it. Mm. I know the people at the artist entrance, hey bees, hey man, How you right. doing. You know we hit it. Yeah. It's Dres- the, the house room. comic killer right. bees. <laughs> Dres- <laughs> dressing room 6. What you were- know, and so now it's not nearly as Yeah. You know, I'm used to it and that feels weird to me. How can you get used, you know, to going on stage the at There's Aubrey. still those, there's yeah. still the butterflies and the adrenaline. But it's not scary like it was the first first few times. And one of the things about it, the best audiences in the whole wide world are there because people have invested Time and lots right. of money. It's a bucket list. Oh, yeah. yeah they that don't serve cool. many food, people. And
0: and, they don't serve food and stuff like that. They do not. Families. I
1: think they serve booze. I think they have a... I don't go up front. They, they, they tell me, don't you go up front. You'll never make it back.
4: <laughs> <laughs> you know, so I have to hide backstage
1: and eat Grand Ole Opry popcorn. But uh, but it is... Uh, the people want everything out of every performer's mouth to right. be great because they are so vested in the show and they are so i mean anything out of it it it's great to be here so so it so it really is one of the easiest easiest shows that i do i don't really sit and go over my notes anymore for it i don't really write up a set list one reason because i don't know how long i will do each time they'll send they sent me an email for this visit all right we want you to do 10 minutes okay i get there they go 13 minutes. Okay. And and see, it's a – the comedian, I go up toward the end of the show, and I can adjust my time in 30-second increments. And because the Opry is a broadcast show, they have to hit hard uh, commercial breaks at certain points in the hour. So I can – change my act in wow. 30 second incre- increments where singers are stuck to 3 minute mm-hmm. chunks at a mm-hmm. time cuz yeah. they do their song so mm-hmm. so that's why I get to go up right before the headliner and I got to be in the in the second half of which, in my opinion, is the far stronger half of the show. So, do, so, yeah.
3: do, so, do you remember the Grand Ole Opry? Do you remember the first time you did it and who you were performing with when, when you did it?
1: I do remember, and th- and of all things, it was at the Ryman Auditorium. Yeah. yeah. The following sixteen have been at the Grand Ole at the Opry House. Right. And they have for the past several years switched them back and forth seasonally. But since COVID hit and yada yada yada, they've just right. kept it after the uh, out of the uh, opera house. house. But anyway, so the first time on there was at the Ryman, and the cast members from. The TV show Nashville, yeah, yeah. Were there a couple of those people are singers, oh. so they were on. Larry Gatlin was on. Oh, right. the Gatlin uh, brothers, yeah. right, right? But now my favorite person to do it, and I've done it twice with Jelly Roll. Oh yeah, that's, oh, not, yeah. that's oh, a yeah. good one. That that's the guy that I've had a had a ball with. In right. fact, we did a ninety second video of me awarding him some. Appalachian Ambrosia Moonshine. Oh, he I, went through it.
4: There the, you go. And the,
1: the award was the I had a jar of moonshine in my car award. That's what it was. Yeah. I awarded it to Jelly Roll in my dressing room, and a ninety-second video. It reached over a million and a half right. people. Wow. Over over a half million solid views, even. So like that's dad Gum. Hmm. So he's a nice guy, very talented. Yeah, he's We're, got a big so,
5: reach too. Yeah. Yes, he do, yes, he does. Yes, he cool does. Cool story so. too. Cool story. Yeah,
1: man. yeah. And, you know, you hear the term crossover artist, and he's uh. definitely that, man, because he's in a whole bunch of genres. Yep, so that's right. impressive just to see people that are, are yep. like that. I'm the worst one that's ever been on the Opry, and I'm great. <laughs> <laughs> you know? So, so the, so the people that are really good are amazing, you know. And yeah. the track record of some of these cats have been in showbiz 60, 70 years. Right. That kind right. of stuff, like wow.
3: So he got so he got over a million views and over half a million people drunk.
4: Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs>
1: correct. That's great. So yeah, we uh. We <laughs> (laughs) i I used to say this i don't anymore but i used to say i get a lot of people laid (laughs) so we don't even say that anymore so don't try to Uh, don't try to drag that out of them
5: how how in the world bees you know um i've known who you you are for years and years and years uh, obviously in the stand-up world how in the world did you end up on moonshiners that ship. was
1: pretty cool. I was doing a show in Bristol, Tennessee, and right. I got a hit on my Twitter feed from Mark and Digger. Okay, the two guys yeah. on the show that that I am, am partnered with. And that text said, hey, Bees, it's Mark and Digger from Moonshiners. We saw you 20 years ago at Zany's in Nashville. We're big fans. You're in our neck of the woods. Come see us. Wow. So so that's what started it, which, and I'll say this right up front here, it's a that is a testament to longevity. Right. If you're in a career you love and if you're in a field that you want to be in, stick it out. Right. Because it's never too late. To, to to be blessed in your career. Sure. Sure. So I can still be. So I can still be a ballerina. You <laughs> can still be a ballerina, and I would. It, all you've got lacking right now is wardrobe. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we. Matter of fact, we could do like a GoFundMe and get you uh, some get of you. those shoes with the little wooden tips <laughs> so you can spin around. Let's do around. it. Let's do it. Uh, and, and now's probably the time.
4: I've
1: known you, this is right. <laughs> but, when I walked in the door, I went, that one needs a tutu.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
1: and the freedom to plie. <laughs> <laughs> the
5: freedom to plie. So.
1: so, so get this. So he said, come see us. So corporate Yum. and I... Uh, were, had driven up there because we had to go through Nashville to do right. some stuff on the way to the Carolinas uh, over to Bristol. I mean, so anyways, so I tell Corbett, I, I need to be on that show. And she's like, oh my Lord. Y'all, I, I married to my agent for those who don't know. I bring right. all up to that. That's Corpett, my wife. Yeah. And she's like, you and Moonshine, that's all I need. And of course, I'm thinking demographics. Yeah. Y'all, yeah. y'all hear the sound of my voice. My fans love that. Yeah. So I'm pitching it all the way home. We, we, we go have dinner with we will go hang out with you. He goes, I need to, you need to let us teach you to make moonshine. I thought in my head, you need to get me on that show, but I didn't say it. (laughs) Once in my life, I used discernment and kept my little mouth shut. I thought that'd be cool. So all the way home, I'm pitching it to Corbett. Honey, Democrats, this ain't, she's like, oh, my gosh. She's just like, dude. So, but she gets it. So we took off for the entire month of June. Right, It's been seven eight years ago now, I guess. And uh, I went up to the Smoky Mountains, stayed right. in Digger's cabin. That's out on. The, he's got a cabin out on a trout stream up in the mountains. Oh, and nice. You can sit on the porch and throw bread in the water, and the trout will come up and oh, eat it. So God, I that stayed ain't a country there. Song. Oh, yeah. That's my jam. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, so I stayed there for a month, and while I was there, they couldn't get you out. While I was, they couldn't wake me up. <laughs> So, we did three runs of liquor during that month, All and right. my teachers, and I wasn't on the show yet, that teacher, my teachers were Digger Manus and J.B. Rader, mm. who was Popcorn Sutton that's lifelong right. moonshining partner. So, yep. incredible God, predigree a, yeah. yes. for my teachers. So, we made peach moonshine cranberry moonshine, mm. and then corn liquor. But the corn liquor we did, we malted the corn. Right. So my first time really up hanging, with Dickie taught me how to malt grains, all this stuff. So while we're doing that for a month, they've got phone service, and they're talking back and forth to New York. They're getting ready for the new season. And New York was complaining that there weren't people with big money buying moonshine there's right. not big money does it a guy drives up on a tractor buys three gallons that kind of stuff so right. i hear them talking about that and they're sort of lobbying to get me on the show at the same time and new york is going why do we need this guy right <laughs> he's not a moonshiner yada yada so they're talking back and forth about it. we need big money deals so i'm standing there and i'm like you know what i worked out of nashville forever i was on sony records i was with warner brothers right and uh, <clears throat> have a history with the Leonard Skinner band mm-hmm. so I'm hearing all this stuff and I call my friend Ed King who wrote who co-wrote Sweet Home Alabama when mm-hmm. he was in Skinner I think we've heard of that and he also <laughs> and get this and he also co-wrote a song when he was 15 years old called Incense and Peppermints for the Strawberry Alarm Clock mm. they are one of those psychedelic bands I, with yeah,
3: I actually me and my wife Make love to that song. Pretty, pretty
1: cool. <laughs> is, that, is that the extended version? It is. Yeah,
4: yeah, yeah. yeah
3: it's
2: 34 seconds. that's yeah. oh, oh,
1: oh. and that was, that's the big outro. Yeah.
2: All <laughs> yeah. so, that strawberry could talk.
1: Right. <laughs> so, so I call Ed on the phone. He goes, "Hey man, what are you doing?" I go, I, "I need, I need a favor." Okay, what? I go, "It'll help my career and bless his heart." He goes, "Anything." So I go, well, I need you to buy $30,000 of gin made up in the mountains Mm -hmm. at your home on camera. He's like... Let me call you back. Yeah.
2: (laughs) (laughs) He's gone crazy. So you're asking too much.
1: Oh, I know. Right, man. So we went back and forth a couple of weeks talking about it and stuff. And the the big pucker factor on landing that deal was when Ed goes, All right, we've got to talk to Sharon. That's his wife. Right. She's the gatekeeper, just like corporate's the gatekeeper for people (laughs) to to get to me, you know? Right. So so I talked to her, and they're like, You know, I don't know. Maybe this will work. So they call me back in two days. We'll do it and i'm like (gasps) so i called digger digger get this if they'll put me on the show i'll bring the Skinner guy in so digger digger sent a text to the executive producer telling him that and generally whenever I was with Digger and they would send messages to the guy it'd be two days before he responded yeah. that kind of stuff Digger yeah. goes dude 10 seconds after I sent that text <laughs> my phone was ringing and he, goes, and he goes now what's this he goes yeah if you put Bees on the show he'll bring the Skinner guy in and do a $30,000 deal and the guy goes done
4: yep. <laughs> there you go just <laughs> like
1: that so that's how I actually got on the show right so uh, wow so yeah, yeah yeah so isn't that cool man that's that impressive that's, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, so uh so we pulled that off and they've and they've kept me ever since now. So this I past
5: love, I, I love I awesome. remember that I remember that
3: episode too. Yeah. So. so what made you decide to go with the ambrosia?
1: Look? We were we were filming uh, an episode of Moonshiners years later. Yep. And we were out in the woods busting up. Uh, grapes and some oranges and peaches, just some old fruit all together. And they called the episode Appalachian Ambrosia. They called it that. And so I had already been in talks with the distillery about a pecan pie-flavored moonshine Ooh, we yeah, had worked son. up. Mm. Mm. But when when I found out <laughs> that they were going to air an episode that featured me called Appalachian Ambrosia, I called my uh, distiller, go, look, let's change gears because they hadn't started running yeah. anything yet. We yeah. were just in the talking state. I go, look, we're going to, they're going to call it that on the show. You know, national TV. And you know how Discovery, they rerun mm. everything. Oh, yeah. Several, several episodes. Um so so I, I go, let, let me come up with an idea. So Corporate and I went out on tour and took some moonshine mm-hmm. with us, a basic corn moonshine, and mandarin oranges, coconut, maraschino cherry.
3: Rocket fuel. And sounds
1: went, delicious. <laughs> and went on the road and we know people, we have friends all over the country, and we would go to their home or they would come to our hotel and we literally had calculators. And notepads, wow. and we would measure out different ratios of the ingredients, and have people taste it, and till we finally got the uh, the proof figured out that we wanted mm. and the flavor. So, so we actually worked on it for several months, corporate and I, out there on the road, and right. we got our uh, got the recipe where we wanted it. We went back to the distiller and took it to him, and he tasted it, and he goes. Yeah, we'll do that. So they worked up a contract and, uh, and so now I'm an entrepreneur. <laughs> they, left,
3: they left a trail of blackout drunks doing taste tests.
1: You know what? That is only a legend. <laughs> that, that, that was AI starting something. That was a th- oh, yeah.
5: <laughs> Bees, what was the most something that just stands out to you when you were up there, you know, in the mountains and you're learning all this stuff? What's the number one most memorable thing that you learned up there in the woods, to how to make moonshine?
1: Well, now, things I learned about how to make moonshine are not exactly the same things I learned <laughs> by, being, by being in the mountain with the quote unquote hillbillies. Right. That terminology is is so misunderstood. These cats are genius. Yeah. They don't play banjos. They they. they Red on freaking beans <laughs> <laughs> It's the real they're all, deal. Bi- right? They're all Billy Strings fans. Yeah. Oh, they oh well yeah. Do, but these cats are so brilliant and so resourceful. The ingenuity. I mean, the just the chemistry and physics involved in distilling is amazing and these cats they can fabricate they make the copper steels they do all kinds of just crazy stuff when i'd be sitting there we'd have a scenario in the woods that we needed to overcome and i'm thinking we're going to have to move there's no way they would come up with some macgyver stuff yeah yeah, (laughs) that works amazing so that's really the number one thing that I've taken away from that is a new respect right. for those among us who live in overalls.
3: Yeah. Did you did you have the to same. deal did you have to deal with any like <laughs> law enforcement?
1: We did not. And I'll tell you why. The guys I work with Mark and Digger are very professional. We mm-hmm. don't get drunk on the steel site. We don't show our ass mm-hmm.
3: a- allegedly.
1: But, well well we don't. <laughs> We're very professional people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so that keeps us from being, you know, out of sight, out of mind. Yeah. I'll tell you something about yeah. law enforcement right now. They're understaffed, you know, they're underfunded, and they should not be. But they are looking for meth labs and opiates. Yeah. Right. that's uh, our, yeah. that's my. They're also looking for guys running that. stop signs.
0: I got tickets for that. You got one yesterday. <laughs> I got one yesterday. Yeah. Hey, it's funny. I got out, I got out of a ticket the day before in court. The, the, the judge was a fan of the band. Oh. And then I was all b- Pouting on my chest Calling all my buddies Going I got out of a ticket I was famous enough To get out of a ticket Very next day I get a ticket oh. Oh, It's called It's called
1: karma yeah. No, yeah. It, no it's profiling Because of his haircut yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, <laughs> exactly, dude, I'm, that's exactly Dude exactly What yeah. it is so don't,
5: don't, don't give this poor lady A ticket
1: She must be on chemo Look yeah. at her yeah. I was going to say he has got a medical condition Yeah,
5: yeah. yeah like, <laughs> Got it Lopecia or something.
1: She, she still got boobs, though. Yeah.
4: <laughs> they thought they were giving a ticket to old
5: Jada Pickett. Yeah, yeah.
4: It,
5: it, for, for everybody watching, this is a good friend of mine, Rob Nelson. Rob's actually retired law enforcement. Yeah, five years. Ex-nay on the police name. Yeah, exactly. So let me just spit that out now. Yeah. <laughs> no, but, but, you know, law enforcement's underpaid, underappreciated now. Yeah. It's, it's so crazy. And it's. Uh, but when you one
2: separate night. yourself from the pack and you yeah. just blatantly run stop signs, I mean, you know. Yeah.
1: Well, sometimes <laughs> you get pulled over. Yeah. I, you sometimes, know. Man. My dad was a police officer 33 years <laughs> in Jackson, Mississippi, and there's two rules. One, don't show your ass. There you go. Yep. You can yeah. get away with so much. Yep. No matter you how know,
2: big a rock star you think yeah, you are.
1: Right,
4: right Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yes.
1: So, but, but that's one thing right there. Yep. That, you know, the police are people just like we are and generally they'd rather go boy that was stupid Instead yeah. of going, I got to go stop them from doing that crap. Yeah. Well, I have to you tell know, you, so the
0: the line "You don't know who I think I am"
1: didn't work. I do it totally different. I go, I don't know who I think I am, yeah. <laughs> and that way they kind of back up a little bit. Okay, well, let's don't You know, the um. other thing I learned, the other truism about the police is they know the answer before they ask you the, the question. question. Yep. Right. Now that that yeah.
3: is is true. So, mm-hmm. sir, did you run that stop sign?
4: Yeah. <laughs> yes, I, I don't
5: remember uh, <laughs> did I <laughs>
1: uh, one time one time my dad caught me with a cigarette he goes Bubba that's what he'll come we're gonna do that cigarette and I thought for a second and I said the smartest thing I've ever done in my life I went I was gonna try to smoke it daddy and he goes, all right, don't do that anymore. Throw that away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If I'd have went with a cigarette, it'll yeah, be exactly. that police belt would have come off of there. See,
3: see, I yes. did I did just the opposite when I was a kid. My dad told me I got in trouble for something. I can't remember what it was, but he was going to give me the option to get one, just one lick with the belt for the punishment and being a kid and stupid the way I was he hit me with a belt and my dumb ass decided to say well that didn't hurt oh. Oh. and that was the end of that it didn't work out in yeah. my favor so well
1: mm. right that's how you turn your son into a dancer yeah. <laughs> Touche. Um, Touche. I, 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 I'm going to tell y'all something. I'm <laughs> sorry. Oh, <really? Yeah. laughs> my,
5: my papa used to get that old, that old log tobacco that you, you'd cut Oh, the plug. Plug. the plug. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the yeah, plug. With yeah. With your knife. And I, I'll never forget. Bull of the Woods or <laughs> something? Yeah. It'd come in a plastic bag. And I was probably seven, you know, and everybody, you know, when you're a kid, you want to yeah, yeah. be like your papa. And I go over there, and he, he went outside. He just cut him a big old plug off, you know. I went over there, and I got in that bag. I was looking for him, and I got me got me some. I, that was the sickest I've ever been to this right. day I've ever been in my Because I was swallowing it And everything oh, yeah, yeah, you know. he come back in there He said now Don't do, ever do that again I'm like no <laughs> <laughs> That's
1: the nastiest, We can nasty. agree on that sir Yo, yep. oof, It was either that or hash Same kind of black tar I think. Yeah.
3: Yeah. <laughs> It, it could have been, <laughs> been manure yeah,
4: It could have been I
3: don't
5: know nah, <laughs> It tasted think, like it, it
1: well, I was going to say did We know the taste of manure but Right
5: Again going back to the dancing You know it was tough out there yeah. <laughs> you know he, he works part time down at the manhole it's that gentleman dance club down there in Birmingham i love
1: the manhole <laughs> I'm a uh... uh, yeah they get packed in there yeah. oh,
4: oh, oh, oh. he's a professional
3: <laughs> man that's why he that's why he gets paid the big
5: bucks yeah. fellas yeah, speaking of genius yeah yeah, yeah
4: absolutely
0: <laughs> what's your passion more stand up or, or, or this so stand up stand up
1: I, i've i've wanted to make people laugh and smile my entire life my right. earliest memory as a toddler literally the earliest memories in my dome was living. I was like two years old. I lived in a funeral home in Kosciuszko, Mississippi. My dad was a funeral director mm-hmm. and an embalmer, and we lived upstairs in this funeral home. Quit bragging. I had the <laughs> uh, yeah, so y'all so y'all ate good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so <laughs> so I now. had I had the run of this funeral home, right. and I would you know I had the, they, they'd yell at me, "Turret Junior, we're trying to bury somebody. Quit shooting that cat pistol." That <laughs> <kid there." laughs> <laughs> and so, and this is a true story. I remember that I would see sad people come and go from where I live right. every day. And I had no concept of life or death or anything like that. And I learned that when I would be downstairs, there'd be people at a funeral, I could do cute little silly stuff. And the crying people would stop crying and come over and smile and talk to me. Right. And I think that my entire life, that has filled my complete repulsion to make people laugh and smile. Sure. I don't do sure. as good around stoic people right. because I want us all to get up every day with the joy that yeah. God gave us another day until at least 10:30, 11, when we figure out <laughs> that <Yeah>. it's <laughs> gonna suck just like yesterday. Yeah, but, but literally, that is my oldest, that is my oldest memory. As right. so, what a nice story. So I would be doing this for free. I do this for free. I do right. it 20. If people ever find out I'm just like this <laughs> and it's not an Act. You know, they'd be like, well, we could take him to dinner and get that whole same show.
0: (laughs) I can tell you, I've played music all my life, and just the last couple of years, I've started to do stand up. And I'm obsessed with it. It's terrifying, I, isn't it? It's hard. I, it is hard. Especially when you're not funny. Yeah. yeah. I, mean, I, <laughs> I
4: you wouldn't to say nothing. Right. But can't I'm get that, a gig. I'm in that yeah, process,
0: like... and I'm telling you right now, man, It's it, there's a. I thought my 10,000 hours on stage, which I've spent doing right. drums, that would translate to this. And maybe it does a little bit, but it's whole a whole different ballgame. It's it. completely different. Making, making my buddies laugh. And then making a room full of strangers laugh? Total different Woo! concept. The armpits start sweating, son. Oh, dude,
3: so i fe- don't, don't feel bad. He can't play drums either, so.
1: <laughs> yeah, but he can hide behind them. <laughs> 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 That's a legit thing yeah. that makes that me You're come. not stared at as much. You're right. It, 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 oh, they definitely stare a, at him. When, <laughs> when you're in a band setting, right. you're, you spread... The pain. That's right, and the joy. If if you're if if you suck on one your, on your part, you got all your bandmates. Yeah, there. You, can Don't give you it up. That. But if you're there by yourself, yeah. standing there, and, and the dynamic of people <laughs> listening is yeah. different. You know, you can have a short con- we You and I can have a conversation while the bands playing and they go, "Man, they're great, right? Yeah, they are listening." Then they get a "Yeah, you know." Yeah. But if it's stand up, you have to listen. And envision every single word mm-hmm. and grasp the nuance and the turn of the phrase so that mm-hmm. it paints a picture mm-hmm. in your head. So stand-up is a very fragile Do you still have that set? Yes, they're always there. There's a hell set always waiting on you because you never stop paying dues. That's right. Whatever your discipline is, your art form, you never stop paying paying dues, right, and so there is Good always point. a set waiting out there that's not what you wanted. Um, right. Did a set in a theater recently, big crowd, great set, but the air conditioning system wasn't working. And that was your fault. And when it's <laughs> hot in the room, the audience doesn't respond as well, it's a distraction to yeah. them. So it's just, enviro- there's so many environmental things yeah. that can make a stand-up set hard to do and it is a hard art form and it takes wordsmithing you've got to paint a picture with your delivery and it's got to mean something to everybody right so it's very very in-depth and your first year or two of doing standup, you have no idea what kind of comic you're going to be i was all props when i started Really, Shit. i was a really? big gallagher fan i was a prop at, Love starting, gallagher. at yeah. starting out and so yeah. uh so you just don't know if you're going to do one-liners or if you're going to be a storyteller you do a lot of crowd work now i i do crowd work i did a lot last night at at Stand Up Live did yeah. a lot of crap matter of fact at one point last night some lady said something and there was a guy sitting behind her with a Killer Beast t-shirt on that had a peg leg and uh. I could see it and so I went sir will you whack her with your leg and, <laughs> and, that, and, that, oh and none God. of the audience knew he had a peg leg right. and and the, and that's a big show and they were 100% sold out and packed last night and everybody looked like that and he took that leg up and held it up like it was <laughs> and when that saw that he took his leg off they screamed oh, that was that, yeah. that was a minute and a half of me just standing yeah. There. Yeah. 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 so yeah so when i when you're in theaters you don't do as much crowd work because it's hard to it's because hard, right? They're, right. they're separated yeah. from you but in a comedy club setting with them right here right you yeah, know absolutely. that that and so when i do the comedy clubs i try to do crowd work because i love it yeah and it's fun you know and it' and it's a one-of-a-kind show yeah. because that exact same thing will never happen again
3: <laughs> mm-hmm. do you still so, do you still deal with hecklers like that you with your career where I it is?
1: very very seldom get heckled very really? seldom and and of course now the definition of heckling mm-hmm. to me is someone saying derogatory right. or negative right. or rude yeah. things to you about you're set, not just somebody trying to talk to you. Right. I try to act like I'm their friend on stage, sure. so they do want to talk to me. But that's not heckling, you know. Heckling is you is when heckling happens when you're not crushing that audience, yeah. and somebody gets bored and has time to say something rude, right? So, so this day and age, I very seldom get heckled, right? With that said, when I get heckled, I don't go the low-hanging fruit route of, let's slam this heckler. That is just way too easy. It lacks compassion. Oh, I love
0: it when you do it, though. It God, like, I would love. Well,
1: it. <laughs> you know, depending, but but it's the low hanging fruit. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I would rather love that person that said that. Sure, dude, what's going on? Make a fan out Are of. Are you them. a veteran? What? Yeah, I let them you speak. Know. There's some reason in their life they're not getting attention. Wow,
4: that's and exactly <laughs> it, is. And they
1: and they need that's to true. speak out. And I try to treat them with grace. Yeah. About that, I try to not judge. You know, Mm. and I think it makes the performer look better to take the high road and to. Um, diffuse the situation, or even turn it into something better. Right, make that person start smiling. Absolutely, you know. So that that's just the kind of way. That's the way I do it. Well, D- yeah. David never takes the high road. That's why he loves it I, so much. No, nobody heckles
0: at open mics. Really, you know. No. That's well, where and, I stand. Well, and stay and there. dude, open, open mics there. are
1: so so hard. <laughs> but well, and the people that do show up at the open mic or other comics, <laughs> yeah. that's yeah. the yeah. worst audience in the world. Yeah, that's yeah. oh my gosh. I
0: vent co- to you for. Ever about
1: that Dude, they're not
0: listening they're just reading their notes oh, yeah. and we
1: used to say this all the time we used to go here's my impression of two comics watching their favorite comedian crushing on stage yeah, it was funny. Yeah.
4: <laughs> yeah that's right. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah that was pretty cool the way he did that. It
4: was yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like a science project.
1: Boy, he <laughs> has <laughs> got them eating out of here. <laughs> <his candy>. yeah. <laughs>
4: yeah.
1: What's that new waitress's name? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Paula, yeah,
0: yeah. Who are some of your favorite comics? Steve Martin. Right up right up the bat. Steve
1: freaking Martin. Because he's funny in everything he does, not just on stand-up. You know, there's a rare animal called the comic who's also a good actor. Right. Mm. And those are the people that are your superstars. You know, Robin Williams. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, just all these cats, you know. And he, from way back, was silly. And I yeah. like silly. I yeah. don't like pointed right. stand-up. I don't like offensive. The people who say... If you're not offending people, you're not doing your job or dead wrong. Yeah. They're copping out. They're not living up to the gift that God gave them to bring levity and happiness to people.
5: Let me so, ask you. Let me ask you this. Well, you damn, I was up. about to offend somebody. You, you was, brought uh, up. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: See, if I can change one yeah. person, you have spoken.
2: Yeah, and I have received. Yeah,
3: <laughs> I've, been, I've been offended this whole podcast. <laughs>
1: hey, you yeah, you it would. <laughs> You're mad because Bud Light left you out. Know?
3: Oh, that's a good one. That's uh, good. Don't leave him
1: hanging.
5: No. He's <laughs> taking that low hanging <laughs> fruit. <you? laughs> Exactly. Exactly. He's out there on the orchard, baby.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, all fair when you're picking on your buddy. If you cannot torment your friends, why have them? So,
3: so we have a saying, especially with me and me and him are actually in a band together. But in this group, you better not have a weakness because if you do, the knife's going deep. (laughs) Yeah, in the water. Yeah, yeah. Don't let us know that you've got a gimp leg or you know (laughs) side. Because
4: that's how (laughs) we
1: cure you. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs)
5: you're short. <laughs> let, me, let me ask you a question though for real so so throughout your career um what has been just the most memorable uh, comedian that you've looked up to or musician or anything that you've had the honor to actually work with or just sit even and have a conversation with it that, that when you left there you were like, wow! I can't believe that just happened. You know what well, I
1: mean? Well, I would say that would be more of, of some of the musicians that I worked right. with. I did a hundred appearances on CMT and TNN mm-hmm. and all that. Jerry Reed. Oh wow! He's oh, great, genius. very, very yeah. sage cat. Very sage cat. Spent a lot of time, you know, in the green room with him, hanging. Right. Uh, Roy Clark. Oh, Roy he's Clark such a guitar was player. one of the nicest people that we had ever ever worked with and he told the story about how early in his career when he was first getting on TV and stuff he would make all these funny faces and right. try to sort of do comedy and i think it was um um one of the big guitar players in nashville great uh Chet Atkins yeah, took yeah. him aside and goes look man you're a stellar player quit acting silly you don't need to do yeah. that it takes away from your performance and and uh uh, he said that he was doing it because he was yeah. nervous, but but then he quit doing that and just played, and it was wildly, wildly successful. Yeah, I mean, he was good even doing that, but I can see uh, where Chet was coming from right. because he didn't need to right. mug and all the that stick. kind of He didn't, he didn't need didn't to cry. Need right. Stick. Yeah. yeah, right. Jerry Clower, I met Jerry Clower, and he was rude. Really? <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Man, he must have had a bad day. We were traveling. It was in the airport in El Paso, Texas. Right. And evidently... His flight didn't go right or something like that, and but he would, didn't want to talk to me. Thank <laughs> you, you.
0: Do you keep up with a lot of current comics or do, some comics? Some comics I know <clears throat> don't watch a lot of other comedians because they don't want to pick up on their stick that they do or or any bits that they do, they're afraid to listen to stuff and they might start incorporating to their acting yeah, that way.
1: I don't I don't watch a lot of other comics because I do it for freaking living. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. And so there are are few that do material that I don't think okay, I already seen that. I already mm-hmm. seen that. It's different versions of what you've done. You, yeah, you've done. It. Right, right. So, so there are few yeah. that will actually surprise me mm-hmm. and make me laugh. John Panette was one. I don't know if y'all know. John passed yeah. He a very, very funny comic. James Gregory. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. um just. There's a host of them that, that make me laugh, but right. way fewer than right. that, than it was before I was doing stand-up. Is yeah. Brian Regan on that you list? Know, Brian Regan. I worked with him for years and years and years. And God, he's I my up, favorite. I was going to I, question that, too. Yeah, I came up with Foxworthy and all those guys and Regan yeah. and mm-hmm. his brother Dennis, as a matter of fact. I worked with Dennis, yeah, I've seen and Dennis, he, too. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so a lot of those old-school cats, we all came up together. Man, in the that's... business. But but one, you don't get to see the other guys anymore once you start headlining. Right. Then you're seldom on the same show. They'll have to be like a festival type thing or a big deal where they have all of you in at once. Yeah. But but you don't get to see the other guys. Yeah. You know, absolutely. and it's and it's not like your favorite musician. You know, you watch and listen to your favorite musician to to earn some chops. Yeah. You know, to learn drum techniques and stuff like that, which is different from lifting material off what a sure, comic says sure. mm-hmm. or copying something he does on stage. Right. You know, so so yeah. Y- 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 I, I watch comics for a different reason, you know, only because I am one. But uh, but I watch guitar players. Speaking of chops. You know, I watch every move.
5: Speaking of chops, have any of you guys ever seen bees play guitar? I have not. Hey, I'm gonna tell you something. He's a face melter. I know great lead player.
1: I know three notes, but, <laughs> but now wait a minute. But I know them at two different dots. Oh, oh, at two different oh dots, Okay, baby. and so that's like six, and then I bend them and wiggle them, so that's like nine <laughs> notes. That's you need. And I'm a master of guitar face. Oh, <laughs> I'm a master. That oh, matters. My that
2: matters. Is that before or after moonshine? Is
3: yeah, it?
4: yeah, yeah,
1: Ooh. yeah. And my Les, I have a Les Paul with killer bees on. On the fretboard yes, sir. So. beautiful oh. guitar let me too. tell you that story Yeah. way way back in old timey days um, the Leonard Skinner band discovered me I mm. gave them a, a tape of my act we did a show Birmingham Alabama I'm in the parking lot of a luxury motel and my wife and our youngest son, who was only that oldest son, who was one-year-old, go upstairs with a cart full of luggage, coming back to get more. We're traveling with the baby. I'm that sad sack you see. We'll yeah. with that.
4: <laughs> okay. So, so
1: they go upstairs. I'm standing there, and this van pulls up, and these long-haired guys get out. They're standing over there. I'm standing over here. And I, I had a big, I had my big mullet back then. So I kind of went, oh, do the head? And all that. then they went yeah. like that. And one of them goes, hey, man, are you that comedian that's on TNN? So now I've been recognized. Uh, so boy, my swish,
4: uh, my yeah, chest uh, uh, swag, swag. Yeah, just so I've
1: been recognized by people. So I go strutting <laughs> over. There. I'm the cock of the water Hey, well, how you doing? Hey, I'm Killer bees. So come here. Oh, you, yeah, yeah, you know. And I, so I, I go look. I'm in town playing. Y'all want to come out to my show? And, and one of them says... You know. Wait, I didn't know who it was. They were, oh, just, yeah. they were just guys. Oh. So one of them goes, well, we got to play tonight. And I go, well, where are y'all playing? And then somebody else goes, well, we're Leonard Skinner. So <laughs> mm-hmm, right about that <laughs> wow. time, my wife walks back up with our son, and they go, a baby. And they run, and they grab our little boy, and they're passing around because all right. the kids are at home and they're out on tour. Right. So we're standing there, and their manager comes up, and he goes, dude, he goes, have you got any tapes of your... At, we've seen every tape on the tour bus, you know, we were sick of it. I go, well, I don't, but the comedy club has a rig set up in there, and if they've got some blank tapes, I'll record for you. Okay, cool. So we all go to the hotel room, so I get ready to go to work. And back then, I had a big, giant mullet. I wore cowboy boots that still had the hair on from the cow, on them,
4: <laughs> and they were
1: black and white splotchy, and I had Love. a black and white splotchy coat, looked like it was made out of that same cow's yeah. hide, bolo tie, and big, uh, <laughs>
4: uh, big yeah. mullet. So, it.
1: so we get on the elevator and go down to go to work. The door opens straight across the hall. The other elevator opens, and it's the Skinner guys and their stage gear. So we all start laughing at each other. <laughs> 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 like that. So we walk out the door together. I go, man, I'm going to try to get y'all tape. Okay, cool. So they leave go their way. We go do the show and they're able to record it. So they recording. Halfway through, I tell the audience, All right, I got to tell y'all this. We're recording a tape. We're going to give it to the Leonard Skinner Band. Tell her, tell them that you love them. And the audience stands up, turning and screaming, Wow! Oh, that's At great. the camera. So I get done with my set. They hand me the tape. We get in the car. We drive back to the hotel. We get out. As we get out of the car, um, a van, a nondescript white van pulls up. The doors open. The Skinner guys come piling out, still steam, coming eight minutes from finishing Freebird because they had a police escort to get yeah. back. And so I was able to walk straight to the manager and go, here's your tape. All right, cool. So we walk in. We get on the elevator. This was the last night of my gig there, and the chef there made some uh, beef vegetable soup and gave it to us because they knew we were toured on there we had like a big gallon of it so we on right the elevator and we've <laughs> got this soup and the Skinnered guys go is that food?
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <don't laughs> and, 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 yeah.
1: and corporate says yeah are y'all hungry? and they go yeah and she goes well come to our room because we would back then carry uh, pots and pans and dishes because we were on the road yeah don't, that's uh, what hey, you got
3: to do yes don't offer band guys food so, you're not gonna right, get rid of them right so <laughs> they
1: come up to the room and i think they had a cassette tape of the final edit of the um last rebel album mm-hmm. i think that's which one it was but we sat in there and ate soup and listened to this unreleased album with him. Could you believe no, so, what was
0: going on? Were you
1: pinching No, yourself? I was like, wow. <laughs> so so we, get, we get done. Corporate and I go the next day off to whatever. So a month or so later, um, I'm in Nashville doing Zany's Comedy Club. So I'm at a radio station. Talking about the gig, and the receptionist comes in and goes, "Hey, you need to call this person." It was a, it was a thing. Please, please call Ed King, Leonard Skinner. Yeah. So I'm like, wow. So we get back to the hotel. I call Ed. He goes, man. I gotta tell you, your tape is the most copied and viewed tape, other than porno, <laughs> uh, <laughs> on the entire Southern Rock circuit. Thirty-eight wow. special has it because they just dubbed it. A t- a Nugent had it. Uh, oh, they passed it around. The company. Yeah. Oh, they, they made yeah. copies, and so uh. they go, "Dude, that is great, man. We we, we wow. like it. Come look." He goes, "We're in town rehearsing for the next tour. Y'all come hang out with us." That's so cool. we would drive and go to this little warehouse and sit from here to y'all from them rehearsing the the set list for their next thing what year so, was wow. this Jesus. 92 okay maybe something like that so uh so Ed and I hit it off really, really well, and so they booked me on a concert with them right. um, at the international international the Indianapolis Motor Speedway the night before the first ever uh, Brickyard four hundred NASCAR race. Wow. Hundred and twenty thousand huh. people. Is that it? I walk. On the- <laughs> <laughs> Here's the lineup. Here's the lineup, and on the podium, Killer Bees. Right. Pride and Glory. That was a three-piece uh, trio that Zach Wilde, Ozzy Osbourne's guitar player, had. Yeah, Killer Bees, Pride and Glory, Bad Company, 38 Special, Nugent, and Skinner. And wow. you went out okay. between every one of so, them? So no, no. I went up first, and it was a rock festival concert. They're smoking dope, showing their boobs yeah. and all stuff like that. So <laughs> you can't do stand-up. I do 30 seconds. Y'all ready to rock? You're going to have a good time. 30 seconds boat didn't tell one joke. You just yeah. don't do it there. walked off. Went back to the trailer. Got a check for. <laughs> Nice. Thousands yeah. of dollars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then went and hung out for the rest of the conference. Yeah. that wow. Sat on side field monitors on the stage.
0: So. Oh, I bet you they couldn't get rid of you. So, you are like, I'll do oh, this the whole oh, time. get
1: this, man. So get this. So we go back to catering. You know, they have catering. Oh, and yeah. this was a big event. So they got like big steaks. And they was like, they weren't that
0: catering? And so we Ain't get, no vegetable soup going around correct, there. <laughs> correct.
4: And
1: you're right. To, so we get that. So we go and we sit down, corporate and I, and we watch, and this lady, this girl, beautiful girl, tall, leggy, if you will, pretty girl, has her tray. She'd just gone, and she'd walk. And every time she'd get near a bunch of the guys, they'd turn their back or they would leave. And we're like, I mean, it was blatant. We're like, dang, look at this. So corporate, Terry goes, come sit with us. She'll, thank you. And so, you know, stupid me, I say things. And I go. <laughs> and I, so I go, hey, man, how come he's not letting you sit with him? Of course, Terry's kicking me in on the table. Yeah. <laughs> and that girl turns and looked at me and said, and I quote, Ted Nugent is my daddy. Oh. 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 He had obviously told every roadie, every yeah. crew member, "If I see you talking to my daughter, I will kill you." And this was back at the end of his set when he was pulling the guitar up on stage, yeah, and shooting shoot. it with oh, a yeah, flaming yeah. arrow. Great he still
3: does that. Yeah. Yeah. So,
1: so, so we're in. So we're in thirty-eight specials tour bus because that's where we would all go to pee because you couldn't go up in the stands and get light and all like that. And we're standing there, and I tell Gary Rosington, um, "I go, man, I'm going to have a Les Paul one of these days." And he turns to his guitar tech, Sparks, and goes, Go get of Les Paul. Sparks says, I can't. You'll fire me because we don't have enough. So then <laughs> Dale, Dale Kranz-Rosington, his wife, pulls out a notepad, and goes, What do you want? And I said, Cherry Sunburst, Les Paul Custom. She goes, Okay. Okay. <laughs> You've been waiting oh, uh, for that question, huh? Yeah. <laughs> like yeah, that. Yeah. yeah, Rolls off the top of the tongue. Where's yeah. your dress? Uh, so, uh, wow. so we're doing some stuff with them all like that and a little bit of a lie, I start feeling guilty about that. So I, I go to to, to <laughs> Dale, I go, I go, can Gary afford to get me that? Guitar? She busted right like, like <laughs> They're only worth like eighty million dollars. <laughs> You'd be okay. He can build you a house
0: out of them, damn. Cars. Yeah, exactly.
4: <laughs> so, uh,
1: so a couple of weeks later, this guitar shows up at the house, and yeah. so it is so cool. It is awesome. I tote it around everywhere I go. So we go wow. back to do zanies again in Nashville. We park at a, Rama, at a Ramada Inn in Birmingham, Alabama, and we did the cardinal mistake of every musician: we didn't unload everything out of our van. Uh-oh. It's one o'clock in the morning. We Uh-oh. were tired, and we get up. Somebody's broken into the van, stole all our clothes, my everything but the gun. Wow! Uh, so, so we're there all day long doing police report, this and that. To get to town almost. In time to go on stage, so I go on stage wearing the same stuff that I had on for two days. Right, do my show. Get up at early in the morning. Have to be on radio at seven a.m. So I'm surly on radio, and I'm complaining and whining about this guitar getting stolen. And we and go to, he got another one. We go to a commercial <laughs> break. The receptionist comes in with a note called Tim Bolin at Gibson Custom Shop. And on wow. the note, it says, not regular Gibson, the custom shop. It made, he made sure she.
5: Yeah, Gibson that. Custom Shop. So yeah. I
1: call them. They go, dude, we heard about that guitar. Come see us okay so me and corporate drive over there we walk in the door they hand me a blue quilt top les paul standard they go here take this and play it um and just sign this Says you'll give it back one day okay <laughs> so then they walk me through the shop this and that and they set us down in a conference room they go look bees. they go we we're fans we love you man they go with you on your next leg of tour what this was 1996 by then if you go on tour and uh let people register for a free guitar we'll build you one to your specs here in the custom shop
5: oh wow so
1: i said you know what i need to think about this i didn't say that at all <laughs> <laughs> i didn't say that at all <laughs> yeah. I, did, I went okay like that so they let me come and pick out the mahogany blank Ed King told me, go get the lightest wood you can find. Get the lightest wood. So I picked the mahogany. I picked the flame maple cap. The uh, guitar has a compound radius fretboard, 12 to 16 inches. Um, I went with an ebony fretboard. It's a chambered body. Had, mm-hmm. and so they call me, no F holes or anything, super lightweight, we resonant. So they call me during the building process. They go, hey man, you want us to put your name on that fretboard? And I went, Yeah. <laughs> 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 and so they put killer bees and mother of pearl on the fretboard oh, that's now. Cool, so, man. so and Ed King loved it. Ed King told me and it was the sweetest thing. He goes, man, he goes, you've got a guitar worthy of you. There you go. So that was cool. So at this time, at, at this time of 96, Sony Records on their Columbia side was doing a compilation NASCAR album. Bunch of different artists and so I was one of their artists so uh, Hank Jr.'s on it Waylon Jennings on it you know I'm on it and so Ed they want me to do a song I cannot sing they go well just come up with a funny song just say stuff doing it right, whatever they go that way we'll release it and you'll get traction before we release your album so I'm telling Ed he goes goes, come on he goes I'll write the song with you so I I started going back and forth to Ed King's house writing this song to go out on Sony Records, so one of the trips he had just gotten red eye back his fifty nine mm-hmm. list that had been stolen at gunpoint. Oh. He found it finally in a collector's book. Some guy in New York had it. Same student On the Ed called him, told him whose was, told him what the deal was. And guy goes, I'll send it back to you. He goes, I'll send it. it didn't make him bite or nothing. He goes, man, oh, I'll wow. send. It. He goes, I've got insurance. Yeah. He Goes, this or just this kind. I'm sending it. He sent it to Ed. They picked it up at the airport, and only got halfway home to his house. He had to stop and get out on the side of the road and play it some. Yeah. You know, he hadn't had it in his hands in all those years, so he gets he gets the guitar. I show up the next day, and I walk in there. I'm all, I'm, you know, I don't know, I don't know, he's got it back or anything yet. So I'm like, oh man, I'm at Ed King's. I'm gonna spend the night at Ed. King's. <laughs> oh my god, this is great. You know? So so um. I walk in his house, and I'm just, you know, it's living in oh, a big yeah. studio, and I'm wide-eyed all looking around. Red Eye is in its case, standing on its side, sitting on the floor. I don't see it. I bump it and knock it over. Oh, <laughs> oh, We're talking about
0: oh, Red Eye. the most killer beast thing you can do. Mo- yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: So, so, of course, I got lambasted for that, <laughs> you know, on and on and on. But it was in the—and he let me, still let me yeah. play it. So. Then, so we write, we write, we do some stuff, so I go home for a week or so, and I come back up for the next uh, writing session, and I had acquired, during that time, a Telecaster. It's mm-hmm. called the Telecaster Plus. It's got three lace sensors. It has yeah. strat switching, and it has a tele setting and humbucker, because yeah. it's a three pickup, mm-hmm. but killer, killer guitar. So I got that guitar, and I'm bringing it to show Ed. So, yeah. I got it in my little tweed case. This is before I learned it just to use gig bags.
5: Yeah, right. By
1: the way, the Skinner guys told me, quit carrying your guitar around the case you look like a dork. Get it in the back. <laughs> <laughs> literally, literally. So, okay. So, I had, I had one the next day. Yeah. So, so, I go walking in Ed's house and I set my new guitar down like that, and Ed jumps up out of his chair, runs across the room, kicks it over. <laughs> <laughs> over in Yale, see what it's like
5: (laughs) so so uh we're not going to give too much information but that guitar he's talking about and let's not say any names or let people know where that but you guys in this room know where that guitar is now i'll just say that the guitar he's talking about and uh,
1: I'll Ed, t- Ed's former guitar, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah.
5: I'll tell we'll we'll talk about it off camera, but but yeah, small world though,
1: yeah, well, isn't that amazing? Yeah, isn't that isn't crazy? That not amazing? I can't believe I've played that guitar, no, no.
3: even. Well, I'll have to say this, so, guys. So, um, this is going to be the last episode of X5 ever because we'll never have guests that have such cool stories. I
4: know, so, <laughs> amazing
5: stories. Well, yeah. I'll tell you what, I've had my own. Be corporate. Would you
4: <laughs> <laughs> that too. That too. Hey, I'm gonna tell you she she is
5: a she's an amazing woman. She is. You did very she well is, for <laughs> But 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 other than that,
0: um can we sample some of
5: that
4: boot? Yes, I thought yes, you'd never ask. I, asked. Uh, I
1: wanted to talking? twist
0: it out, but I'm afraid I'd get in trouble. Uh, uh, no, uh, you ain't gonna get in trouble. Now
1: I brought as a gift some of the killer bees official bootleg tour that shot is glasses. So cool. But oh. when men sample moonshine, they pass the, jump, jar. the jar We're gonna, yeah. we're
5: gonna okay. pass okay. the jar. And that's be it. On your because those shot of course glasses are never uh, gonna be uh,
3: we're gonna we leave know. those on display. Right, right. Somebody get David a bib
0: built it all down my brand new X5 shirt <laughs> yeah oh, man
4: I got
5: surprised the with these shirts today
0: bees it's
4: oh. <laughs> oh, <his> face
5: <laughs> good stuff don't drop it I really take is your headphones I off I can't describe the flavor up. though
1: it kind of reminds me of the old ice cream the dream sickle orange oh, yeah. oh, and oh, vanilla really? come on it's got a little bit of that essence type to the
0: okay
2: it's got some-
3: Don't stick your tongue in now, it, St. Germain. St. Germain's only got herpes, so he's <laughs> <laughs> This will kill it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's
4: right. <laughs> pretty damn good. Yeah. We're, now, we're shooting. It's pretty
1: good. <laughs> Thanks. We're shooting for the female demographic yeah. on that. And that's why on the label it says, she Shared approved. <laughs> did that like hit that. your feminine side, Bert?
0: <laughs> 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 it <takes, laughs> it hit <up>. yeah, something. <laughs> <laughs> <the> <laughs> I don't Take the
1: phone off and everything. Just, it, got, look it, look it got hot. It <laughs> got hot in it. Bert's
2: beard <laughs> was, uh, smooth, was dark brown before the podcast. <laughs> 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 so, uh, so Jelly Roll Dang. finished this in 90 seconds is what you said, right?
1: Did what now? Jelly Roll did this
2: in 90 seconds?
1: Oh, the whole yeah. Well, the whole video was,
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a
1: challenge, right? Man, he is so much fun, dude.
3: Yeah. Should we get Jeff the shot glass then? Oh Lord!
0: <laughs> hey Jeff that's,
1: Glass that's, and that's Dustin, that's going to be a problem. You guys like it? to come that's in and sample? I'll, I'll bring it
0: to him because I'm going to go TT. I
1: tell and I tell you on the label, on the label on that moonshine, I also had. I also had added. Um, makes jackass. makes thirty percent of husbands look hot again. Yeah. And, the, yeah, and the federal government denied my license and scolded me and told me you can't prove it makes thirty percent of husbands look hotter. So evidently it was a husband that was like forty five percent ugly or something that. So I had to remove that uh, that phrase from good the good label before they would have oh, had That
5: is very good.
1: So Charlie, yeah, what do you think, man?
5: It's good. That Right there, oh, uh, it put a little bit of hair on you.
1: No, what I like about
2: it <laughs> is te- it's unique. So er- everybody's got the, moon, the moonshine the thing now, flavor? right? It's yeah. very yeah. popular.
5: What, this is totally unique and fantastic. What's, what's good about it, obviously, I mean, you can run your tractor off of it. But <laughs> it tastes, it's got a good flavor, and it. it don't flavor. have that harsh... On the on the end of the
1: tongue. Correct. The the back side of it's it. right. It's a, it's
5: a mellow and, and it is very smooth. Yep. We did that on purpose. It's no. honestly bees, like i tell you, it is very my wife would drink this. But right. but what's cool is you you can taste each individual Note of the fruit. Yeah, I sound like yeah. somebody over here. A little it's wine, a coconut no kind of connoisseur, but look, goddamn <laughs> <laughs> bougie! You taste the coconut on the end, on the back of the tongue, but you taste like the mandarin and the orange on the front.
1: Right, right. What he's talking it's about is the front. flavor profile. Oh, is that what? <laughs> Yeah, I appreciate it. So I that's very drinks.
4: good. It's delicious. That is very it keeps it's talking. He
3: keeps talking about it, hitting his tongue. It's just oh yeah.
4: <laughs>
5: Watch this guy over there. That's all he. Th- that's all he thinks about tongues.
4: <laughs> and and now, tongue
5: me Okay.
2: I... I'm a bourbon guy, and I tell that, you that right that there not... is awesome. Awesome beast.
3: That's good, man. <laughs> it's very good. Yeah, what a it's really good. That's good. I could mess up real
5: quick with that. Yeah. Uh oh. Brian one. I don't ever have a drink. It mm-hmm. does mm-hmm. taste like Bees that orange. Where, where can the audio? Chug, where where Chug, can everybody Chug. find it? Hell, just kill it, Brian. Just <laughs> yeah. Where can Ooh. everybody buy this beast?
1: Well oh, we had oh, we had a um, okay. meeting. I'll try it after. What day is this? Just a oh, We <laughs> had a meeting on days ago. We had a Zoom meeting with the with the Alabama ABC board. Right. And so so the meeting went very well, and I think probably within the next week or so, we'll get news back wow, from them that, man, that, gonna, is awesome. that they will stock it in the ABC stores. If they, oh, if nice. Once we get past that hurdle, then it'll be easy. Otherwise, otherwise people can get it from moonshineinternational.com. Moonshineinternational.com. They, I think, cor- correct. I think they deliver okay. to 37 states. Alabama is not one of them. Okay, That's exactly. why we're... Trying so hard to get it in the ABC Do you live story. here in Alabama? I live in Mobile. Yeah. You live in Mobile. Yeah. I was born in Andalusia. 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 Andalusia.
0: Who's the lady in Andalusia that's, that's so Mama? popular? Oh, sorry. Mama? <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> My bad.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, care, Come on. What, Brenda, is it uh, Brenda somebody? She has like a cooking... Things she does on Facebook. She's gotten super popular. My mom is obsessed with it. Right. Huh? I, I have no idea. <clears throat> yeah, no, I, I yeah.
5: Yeah. Can't what I
1: we, we moved away when I was one year old.
5: Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. You've been in Mobile forever.
1: I've lived I went in there in 1990. I was, yeah. lived up in Nashville. Uh, dustin, was, Dustin's dustin like, got
3: it up on the thing yeah, right here. Yeah. So.
1: Yeah. That's now, it. Now, now, there you search go. Killer Bees. B E A Z. See okay. if you show my.
5: Yeah. Killer Bees. There it is. nine ninety nine. $29.99. $29.99. To get, get right. Worth but, every penny. Brogan. But
1: when I delivered, it cost like a new gun, yeah. uh, <laughs> uh, yeah.
4: Fancy knife. Yeah, fancy knife. All that i got to tell you, like it was truck.
5: worth it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Date night in a, in a, in a, a conversion it. van.
4: Yeah. <laughs> <either buy> <laughs> I got
0: to uh, tell you, I don't drink at all. This That's is good. good. This is real good. Thank is, you very much. Yeah, it's man. Fantastic.
1: And, and I'm going to say this: corporate was the brains behind putting that recipe wow. together. I wish you'd
2: keep so, passing it around. I don't oh, know yeah, why he's holding ah, so. it. <laughs>
5: why is it down there? <laughs> it made it I, you. know. I mean, he only brought
2: one. <laughs> we well, no. have a case of it. Uh, I tell
3: you, I tell you, if I keep drinking that, I'm going to get up and
2: dance.
4: You will, dance. How many
0: test matches you? have? have to run up to corporate before she was like this is it a lot, I bet.
1: A lot. She's she's good at. She's that pretty honest
0: at telling you. Well, yeah, what's yeah. What shit and what's not. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yes. <Yeah. laughs> yeah. You should, you should yeah. run material by her. Oh yeah. my god. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brutal. But, but brutal, brutal. What do you think of this? Well, if you want to suck, that's it. <laughs>
5: <Yeah>. <laughs> well, if that's the best you can
1: do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Good, good talk. Well, if you not, I'm not ever signing off on that one. To yeah. that club, it's like go we got We got a house
3: note. You got to get better than that yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: it's even
5: better on the second it is time it really switch is switch it around and get a little air it really is hey I, I'm telling dude, you dude it is really put some good. in here right here if, if you don't mind <laughs> it's gonna take
2: a while for it to hey you around. don't know where that cup's been
5: but yeah. by Ooh. god that's
2: all right here go
3: that's <laughs>
4: <laughs> he all right
2: yeah
4: <laughs> Ooh,
2: Look at that. That's a professional right there. I'm just oh,
5: yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, give us the Swift. Uh, that is two. so good. Hey, Bees, good. y'all, good job.
1: We'll pass it man. back is... this way. I didn't come on. taste it. Come on.
5: Watch you in here, son. Bees is going to cost fries you a my... gun and a
1: nice yeah. knife. <laughs>
2: <laughs> 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 It's a dream. It's the best gig ever. It's a great gig. Yeah. Please let I me get ask you a question,
5: sleep. Buddy. Yes, uh, sir. Where, where can everybody go on social media to find your tour dates and come drop right. you an email right. and tell them how everybody tell you how much they love you or right. whatever.
1: K- Killerbees Yeah. Spell B E A Z because we didn't know any better.
5: That's our right. yeah.
1: So uh, <laughs> so and uh, on Facebook, Killerbees Comedy, TikTok, Instagram. Right. Killer Bees, B-E-A-Z. Goodness. Okay, there's some tour dates right there. Yes, sir. There.
3: Hand, hand, him that, hand him that jar.
1: He wanted some as of it. You, as you can go. see, we are very, very... <laughs> busy. Busy. As very I booked can tell you. Looks like you're doing something right. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, i tell you what we did right. I changed my life a number of years back, and there I'm right go. with God. There you go, man. And I'm getting blessed because yep. I tithe, I pay back. Corporate is the director of homeless outreach at our church. Wow. Amazing. So huh. just let it be said that yeah. i give that credit to god absolutely. and and i've been in this business a long time and once i made the change to being obedient and yeah. doing the right thing my my uh, life not just my career absolutely. has flourished yes sir I, so I, yeah. I share that with you guys That's amazing. absolutely That's amazing. so
3: so you were saying earlier you know when we we're talking about comedians you're talking about people like you know like steve martin who would you say when you were coming up were your, like, your influences? Like, who influenced you to, you know, be who you are today?
1: Well, when I was a kid growing up, you know, um, um, What's his name? <laughs> oh, what, oh, what's his oh,
4: name? What yeah. they,
5: they, <laughs> no more sips for you.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
4: Immediately.
1: I was the one that, I was the one that skipped.
2: <laughs> corporate's pulling the plug, I think. Uh, well,
1: one for one Gallagher, because I, I, yeah, I liked uh, his prop yeah. stuff, but oh, we would yeah. all listen to albums. Um, Can not even think that? Huxtable? Uh, yeah. The... Uh,
5: Bill Cosby. Bill Cosby. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Sorry yeah. About that. Yeah. Cosby was good. He told great, great stories, if right. you recall, man. And did sound effects and stuff. Yeah. And it was and it was all clean yes. and good stuff, you know. So 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 we listened to that a lot. And and way back then I was born in fifty three, so there weren't lots of comedy albums out even. Right. Uh. But um but I would say probably that um um Steve Martin's stuff. Uh, right. Some Cheech and Chong, you know, we, oh, yeah. Cheech and Chong yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I listened to far more comedy growing up than I have since I became a comedian. Right. Yeah. You know, because it's such a personal art form that you want to develop. You want to develop your own style and, sure. and and do it your own way. But uh, but those those guys from way from way back like that, they were. Um,
0: I, you seem such a, like a, such a good fit for the blue collar comedy tour. That's crazy that you weren't. I think exactly. I yeah. think, you had to have been this close yep, to be on it. He turned it down, guys. I think
1: <laughs> I think Jeff and I and Jeff's a dear friend. Jeff fought for these. I think guy. he and I are so close. too similar. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
3: yeah,
1: so so similar. He had, Jeff got a call one time when on, somebody called him on his phone and he goes, Hey man, there's a guy on TV using your voice. Oh <laughs> wow! Well. And Jeff goes, Is he saying save up? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, it's okay. Uh, save up. Yeah, I
4: remember that. I remember that. that. But, I remember that. But, I remember that. we
1: used to we used to sign each other. Way back, we had our hair was kind of the same length. Yeah. We both had mustaches, so we would check. We would uh, sign each other's headshots. <laughs> <laughs> I would I'd go somewhere I'd never been, and there's my headshot up there. I'm like what the hell? Go live in Foxwood. with so, so then I would. So then I'd get his headshots and sign my name. There's all kinds so of stuff funny. like. that. You
0: still talk to him a lot? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. He's yeah, yeah. Such a good guy. I'm man.
1: trying to get him on. Moonshiners with me. Here's oh, something people oh, yeah, don't hey, know hey, about. Here's something people don't know about Jeff Foxworthy. When he was in living in Los Angeles for five years, he got up every Tuesday morning and went into the city and did a Bible study with homeless people.
5: Is that right? Foxworthy wow. did
1: that. Yeah, got wow. no publicity. Mm, of course, you know, didn't. But that's he's a he's a man of character. Yeah, Very. he's a
0: man of money too. Let me go ahead and tell you. Yeah. That guy's got some put away. He's I'm
1: trying be. to get him. Well, I can't tell you that yet. So have something. To do. <laughs> spoiler, spoiler alert. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm glad I caught him. something about moonshiners. So. Yeah, we just keep quiet about that. So,
5: well, well, bees. I know you've got a show here in in a few hours, I believe.
1: Yep, we do two tonight, so. We're gonna,
5: we're gonna wrap it up so we've kept you here long enough. I gotta tell you, it's been an absolute honor.
1: Oh, dude, I've loved being in here with you guys, man. Thank you so much. fantastic.
5: It really has been. It's been a lot to us and, this place is always here you guys are anytime you're in town you reach out and hit us up and we'd Good. love to have you back or thank you no, not even on the to. pod we'll, we'll cook out and, and drink and sample some more of that that moonshine you got right there
1: well there's that
5: <laughs>
4: <laughs>
5: there's that. Man, i loved it man thank you so much yes guys. sir guys www.killerbeesbeazcom check out his get tour dates get your tickets now check out this moonshine for sure and do both check out the moonshine then go to the show but take an Uber don't drink and drive um, unless you get caught that's and, bad, and
1: right legit yeah don't there get caught and, yeah. and if you drink the moonshine before you order tickets you can order plenty of tickets yeah, all tickets. yeah. 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 Well, I'm gonna take everybody on this school bus
5: just
2: don't run a stop
5: sign don't
4: just run a stop, stop sign, sign. <laughs>
5: oh. hey guys we love you thanks for tuning in X5 thank you Killer B Thank, Thank you, you Miss you. Terry, a.k.a. Corporate. We'll see you guys next time. See Thank you. you. The X5 podcast presents the Rocket City Rewind Show at Mars Music Hall in Huntsville, featuring Winger. Winger at Mars Music Hall Friday, June 9th, featuring Lightham. the, the Velcro Pygmies, oh, baby, welcome to the show. and more. Tickets on sale now at Ticketmaster.com and the Mars Music Hall box office. Rocket City Rewind Show,
4: MC'd by Casio. With Winger, Lynum, the Velcro Pygmies, and more. Presented by the X5 Podcast.